Hey folks, hope you're enjoying the show. Just thought I would take a moment to invite you to subscribe to Thought You Were Woke, No Speed Limit Podcast, and let you know that our podcast is available on multiple platforms, including Spotify, Google, Apple, Facebook, YouTube, Amazon, Overcast, Stitcher, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Cast, and Anchor. Also, make sure to hit the bell notification so that you will be notified when the next episode is available. Now back to the show. You woke? Time to get up. Hello and welcome to Thought You're Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast. I'm your host, Alvin. Today we're going to talk about a tough subject, the Buffalo mass shooting. So let's get started. At approximately 2.30 p.m. on Saturday, May 17, 2022, Peyton Ginron, who had driven 200 miles from Conklin to Buffalo, New York, began a shooting rampage that started in the Topps grocery store parking lot and continued inside the store. Ginron was then confronted by retired police officer Aaron Salter, who was working store security. Though the officer fired at Ginron, the bullets had no effect due to the heavy body armor Ginron was wearing. Ginron then killed the officer and continued his shooting spree in the store. Minutes later, Ginron was confronted by Buffalo police officers and threatened to kill himself, but was quickly talked out of it and surrendered to authority. In total, 13 people had been shot and of those, 10 were wounded fatally. Yeah, this is one sick puppy. Of the 13 people shot, 11 were black and two were white. The suspect had scouted the top supermarket days and weeks before drawing diagrams of the aisles in the store, determining which aisles were wide enough for him to maneuver through quickly. This is what's so disturbing about this. Several store patrons had had encounters with the suspect and had spoken with him days before the shooting. I'm suspicious of some of the people who, who he was talking to, but again, uh, they had conversations with him on several different topics. He said they talked to him about political race theory uh, about and about, of course, his replacement theory stuff. Ginron was live streaming his attacks on Stitch. This is even more disturbing. Stitch claims that they identified the event and took it down at least two minutes after it started. Here's the thing, it was on a private part of Stitch, private account. They're not sure how many people had actually logged in and were watching. And I'm disturbed by the fact that there were people who were watching. Ginron was live streaming his attack on Stitch, as I said earlier. Ginron also had a 180-page manifesto in which he discussed disturbingly why he was going to kill black people in Buffalo. He claimed that he was influenced by a racist ideology known as replacement theory. And we'll talk about that in a minute. He felt as if he had no choice but to do this. He also claimed that COVID gave him time to plan his massacre. So the reason he claims that he did it, he had to kill as many black people as possible to try to steer off the this and draw attention to the fact that, that people of color were taking over white people uh, in this country and that the government was deliberately doing this to them. And so therefore these people had to go. This is This is his way of saying they have to go, I guess. Uh, Ginron was charged with murder in the first degree and will likely face hate crime charges. Ginron pled guilt or pled not guilty rather and is being held without bond. His parents blamed their son's actions on COVID and mental illness. 
Now, also during the incident, a 911 operator was suspended Monday after the shooting for allegedly hanging up on a 911 caller in the store for whispering. Leticia, an assistant office manager at the Topps grocery store, said she called 911 while trying to hide from the shooter. Leticia said the 911 operator asked her why she was whispering. She told the operator that the shooter was still in the store and feared she couldn't hear them. He could hear them. Now, I get that. That's why she's whispering. Then here goes the 911 operator. I, let me say something about 911 operators. They ask some silly questions, okay? You know, let's say you were in a place and people were shooting. They'll ask you, hey, do you know where the shooter's at? Can you see where the shooting's coming from? No. Most of the times, if shootings happen somewhere around, people are ducking. So they may not know where it's coming. Maybe they can say, well, I hear it from outside or over there across the street, uh, around the corner. They might can tell you that. But then you're asking somebody, can you go, can you check, can you see? No, you, you, you can't ask that question. I understand 911 operators are supposed to get as much information as they possibly can. But a lot of times when a victim's calling you, they're in a pretty struggling situation. <clears throat> or when somebody's hurt, they'll ask you, is they breathing? Are they laying on the floor? Are they blood? Uh, what happened? And they want, they want entire details that you would ask, a, a police officer would ask after the event, after they come and check the event. So please send the officer so the event can tell that. You know what I'm saying? That happens. Literally, she asked these people, why are you whispering? Speak up so she can hear them. She told her that she was worried because the shooter was still in the store. But anyway, the operator berated her, asking her why she was whispering and got frustrated and hung up, never calling back. Wrong move. At least call back. Dish then called her boyfriend and told him to call 911 and tell them what was going on. I believe her boyfriend did, but before that, rather, the emergency personnel still managed to be dispersed to the scenes moments after the shooting was reported by other 911 callers. Uh, Ginrun had been sent for mental evaluation nearly a year earlier here's another disturbing fact when he threatened to kill his classmates and himself y'all hear this right this man threatened to kill his classmates and himself he was sent for a mental evaluation he was evaluated by health officials and released <laughs> Okay, I don't know if you guys remember this, but a, a while back, and y'all can check this uh, either this out on video on YouTube or on, on my podcast. I did a story about the, the shooter from Michigan. Now, here's something that's amazing about authorities. I have a problem with psychologists and social workers that work for the government in this one thing. They, their desk is probably full of case files of disturbed individuals. So there's a chance that somebody will purposely look over a person like, eh, they're not a problem. They won't They won't see the red flags. As many of these people they have on their desk, right? There's a chance that this is what literally happened here. This person is a red flag in all kinds of ways. If you're saying you're going to kill your classmates and kill yourself, that is a huge red flag. But then I guess you ask some questions, eh, he's not a problem. Scratch him off the list. And worst part about this is nobody i mean nobody decided that this individual need to be watched observed or any of those things so ginron is running loose in the streets basically this guy who's threatened to kill himself and kill his classmate is running loose in the streets his classmate said ginron he has some signs of issues it said ginron was a shy kid who kept to himself for the most part his family claims that ginron's behavior changed when during a covid lockdown and that he became more withdrawn and prone to mood swings. There's a story out there allegedly that Ginron also killed a pet animal he had and his parents gave him a box of beer that pet animal in, but he did it on purpose. He tortured and killed that animal. Sign of mental illness, right? 
again, his family says his behavior changed during COVID-19. It was strong, but there's other signs that probably were way longer than that. During lockdown, Ginra began accessing right-wing material and formulate his plan to kill black people and other people of color in Buffalo. Now, here's the other disturbing thing. That stuff is available. There are people online who talk about this stuff constantly. It's just like ISIS. You know, you remember they were talking about how ISIS were recruiting kids in America? Well, these, these right-wing, ultra-right-wing, white nationalists, white supremacist groups do the same thing. They have information online that they feed into the material minds of the weak and disturbed individuals. And sometimes it's people just, who are just upset because they seem to be losing at life. And they say, why am I losing at life? And they find someone or something to blame, right? That's what this is about, really. That's what happened here. And this material is available online because it talks about some of the same things about exterminating uh, the inferior races, exterminating inferior people and doing things like that. It's disturbing. It's absolutely disturbing. But he was indoctrinated with this stuff. He found it online. He was reading it, especially during COVID when people were a lot of people were at home on the internet. They couldn't go places. They didn't do a lot of things that happened. And like I said, it was very disturbing some of the things that he uh, wanted to do in, in, in this thing. So uh, Ginron's plan included killing random black people in streets as well as entering another store and killing more people, uh, people there. He also supposedly envisioned entering an elementary school and killing black children but tabled that plan. The shooter intentionally purchased the weapons he used and that worked stashed in his car to get the media's attention the weapons were all legally purchased like i said this person had not been flagged in any kind of way so he legally purchased these weapons now that's another thing you should have been saying why is this person purchasing assault weapons multiple assault weapons on top of that he modified his gun the weapon that was used in shooting had been modified to fire more rounds that's disturbing and this stuff is available on the internet it's readily available on the internet for someone to to access like i said again both of these are about that he had access and opportunity to do so now let's talk about this replacement theory and i said again it's part of this radical part of white supremacy white supremacy is a bad thing period white nationalism is a bad thing but it it's kind of like ingrained in this country in some ways in a lot of ways and some people just don't pay it any attention see january 6th a lot of the folks who stormed into the uh, Capitol believe in replacement theory. You had organizations like Three Percenters, Boogaloo Boys, uh, Proud Boys, um, Oath Keepers. Here's the worst part about that. A lot of those organizations are crossovers, and they have people like police officers, FBI agents, ATF agents, marshals, sheriffs. They're a part of these organizations. I remember a story last year of a police officer was fired because he was wearing a 3 percenter badge and an Oath Keeper badge while he was on duty. You remember these organizations, these right-wing organizations that are they claim that they're about the Constitution, quote-unquote, and we're not about this, that, and other, but they, they draw disturbed individuals like Grindrin, Gendron. They, they, they draw those disturbed individuals. We have several incidents of people doing hateful things and being part of these organizations. Now, replacement theory. Replacement theory is a theory that believes that agencies in and out of government are conspiring to replace white people with non-white people. Elements of this pops up all over the place. Trump wanted to build a wall to keep the immigrants out, limit the number of people with green cards in the country. And you hear it in, in political commercials now in the South. They wanted to do things to limit the number of immigrants coming into the South. 
like I said, it tends to believe that the changing demographics in a particular setting are not organic, but orchestrated by a shadowy political group for political planning. Okay, okay, it's hard for you to, if this is hard for you to understand, it, it basically, it's either a shadow organization or the government deliberately allowing people in this country to take the place of American voters, yet there's no evidence of this, that these immigrants are coming here. You have to be a legal resident, a legal citizen, actually, of the United States in order to vote in an election. Yet, people like, let me name a couple of people, Tucker Carlson and Coulter, Gene Shapiro, and other Fox hosts have frequently done this. Also, OAN, uh, Newsmax, a lot of these right-wing organizations that I've watched on TV from time to time, and I hate watching them, by the way, have said the same thing. Another event, other than January 6th, because like I said, a lot of these people watch Tucker Carlson, they watch Ann Coulter, the January 6th, the whole thing that happened with January 6th, like they said, they were upset because Trump didn't win. That means that that they're that they lost an election because it must be because of this thing and replacement they must be trying to replace us they they falsified records or something they know americans voted for trump they couldn't have voted for anybody else because they know that this is right right no okay and this again is not me trying to be political but i'm trying to get you a perspective on what we're seeing here with this replacement theory and how it goes into other things Okay, then here we go. 2017, white supremacists in Charlotte, Virginia were chanting, Jews will not replace us. Guess who was at that event? Proud Boys. Guess who also was at that event? People from the Oath Keepers. People from the Three Percenters. They were at this event in Charlotte. Replacement theory is all of them. These same groups, like I said, were there on January 6th. They espouse their beliefs online. They recruit online. Just like we, we talk about, I talked to you a couple of weeks ago, there were stories about gang gangs recruiting online. These organizations recruit online. They put their information online, their Bible. They preach their information to people. So it allowed people to get radicalized during the COVID-19 period. They became radicals. Now, yes, let's talk about mental illness for a second because everybody's going to talk about, oh, he was mentally disturbed. This is this is mentally disturbed. Gendron. Yes, mental illness. In this country, we don't do enough for mental illness, and that's obvious. That's why I said this man slipped through the cracks because our mental, our system is not set right. The governor of New York realized there was something wrong with the law, and she decided to go ahead and um, sign an executive order fixing the law of mental illness so that these people can be tracked, right? The Republicans are talking about this now because they don't want to talk about the, uh, the white nationalist part. They don't want to talk about the um, they don't want to talk about white supremacy. They want to say this man was mentally ill. Uh, they don't want to talk about the guns. Now, that's another thing about Gendron. He wanted to brought, bring attention, so he bought specific weapons that he knew would bring attention to those guns for this purpose. He said the media will be drawn to them. Gendron was looking for attention. He was a young man looking for attention. He, he got his attention. Like I said, I'll mention his name here. You won't see his picture anywhere on, on here. I refuse to put his picture up. I will put the pictures of the victims up. Those are the people that should be shown, not this young man. Now, his family claims that Gendron's behavior changed when during COVID, and that's going to be their defense, I guess, that COVID is the reason why he changed into this person, person thing. Now, again, that's a conservative attack. reason why I say that because, you know, conservatives have complained that we put people on lockdown and it caused all kind of crazy mess. We know about all these people, the mask people who go in the stores and go nuts about the mask and all that other stuff. But that 
COVID lockdowns caused a lot of problems that we shouldn't have had the COVID lockdowns that the government was wrong for doing COVID lockdowns stuff like that again it's still part of a problem like I said the replacement theory folks this theory is out here it's been out since uh, the 1930s 1920s in uh, Europe they used they talked about replacement theory that the Jews were trying to replace uh, native born Europeans with folks from North Africa from sub-Saharan Africa from Asia uh uh, and from the Middle East, that was they had a problem with that. So th- this was the story that they were telling. That's this is that whole thing about the theory. So they've spread this theory throughout Europe in the 1920s and into the 1930s, which created what Nazi Germany, right? Which created the 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 people in Italy and Spain, these uh, fascist governments. Now this stuff is still being spread around. Here we are, almost a hundred years later. This stuff is still being spread around in the world on the internet. Now, the biggest information spreader in the world, the internet. This kind of theory is being put out there for young people to see. It's radicalizing our young white males in this country. It is believed that much of the shooter's manifesto was similar to another mass shooter's manifesto. The shooter allegedly claimed that the reason he's going to he was going on a killing spree was because he believed that someone was trying to replace white people with people of color. And it's worse than that. There's a poll that was conducted. Um, let me tell you about this. Okay. A poll conducted by the Associated Press shows that one in three Americans believe that immigrants are being brought here to replace native born Americans. Three in 10 Americans believe that the immigrants are causing native born Americans to lose their cultural, economic, and political influence in this country. One in three. One in three Americans. And I will say this, not all of those Americans are white. There are black ones, including a couple of them that are running for office right now. Herschel Walker's one. Remember Larry Elder? Maybe some of y'all don't remember Larry Elder, but Larry Elder had an issue too. Larry Elder is another one. I mean, that's just a few examples. There are many Americans who, black Americans who believe that the, and they don't think black Americans are the problem. They think that, 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 uh, people from South America and other places, parts of the world are a threat to Americans here. They're a threat to the black American population. So we have a problem too. Now theories like this mean that we we do one thing. First, it comes fear. Then comes hate. That leads to violence. That leads to death. The shooter, mass shooter. He's not the only one. He's not the only one. Listen to this list of radicalized individuals that you remember. You've probably remembered all of this. 2015, white gunman enters church in Charleston, South Carolina, and kills nine people. Dylan Roof, age 21. They put him to death. 2019, gunman enters Walmart and kills 23 people. Patrick Wood, age 21. Upset about immigrants from South America. 2021, eight people killed, six of whom were Asian women, by a young gunman named Robert Aaron Long, age 21. And of course, 2021, young white male gunman, age 18, shoots 13, kills 10 at Topps Supermarket in Buffalo. Now remember, the same weekend, another man enters into a church, a Taiwanese church in California, a Christian Taiwanese church in California, and kills a person and injures five others. Thankfully, the rest of the church, they subdued the man before he could do any further damage. But that was also a hate crime. Believe it or not, the number of hate crimes are quite extraordinarily high in this country. Fear and hate. These are things that are not Christian. There's also another poll out there. I told you about the AP poll. Um, there's another poll out there that studied Christianity in the United States. 57 of white Christians voted for Trump because of those things, because he promised he was going to build a wall. He's going to cut immigration. Those are two of the promises that they, uh, 
voted for him all and they were and they were Christian. And so oh, it's only evangelicals. No, it's not just evangelicals. Fifty seven percent of all white Christians voted for that. Are we blaming white people? They're not the only ones that have issues. There are black people that have issues as well. But as a Christian, we're supposed to be about love, whether we love our friends, our neighbors and all those people, we're all supposed to love our enemies, but for somehow somehow we've created this whole enemy that doesn't exist, right? We hate people because of the color of their skin, because they're a little browner than us, they speak a little different than us. We hate them because of that they eat a little different food than we do. Well, actually we love the food. We love Mexican food, we love uh soul food, but we don't love the the people. We have a problem with that. We love burgers and steaks too. You know, we black people love those and they they have a problem with the people. We want to take the parts from them that we want and just throw everything else away. I find this absolutely disturbing, sickening as a human being, as a Christian, I find it even worse. It, 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 you wonder why people are turning away from the church in some ways. This is one reason why they're turning away from the church. We can talk about all the other crazy doctrine that's causing people to turn away from the church. But then we also have to remember that people are being indoctrinated with evil online, not with love at church. Well, folks, I've been going on long enough. Uh, this is Topic Mixer. Before I go, there's one thing I must do. Let me read off the name of the victims at the Buffalo shooting. Maybe we can stop this from happening. These are the 10 people who were killed. I'm sorry, Roberta A. Drury of Buffalo, New York, age 32. Marcus D. Morrison of Buffalo, New York, age 52. Andre McNeil of Auburn, New York, age 53. Aaron Salter of Lockport, New York, age 55. Geraldine Talley of Buffalo, New York, age 62 celestine Chaney of buffalo new york age 65 hayward patterson of buffalo new york age 67 katherine massey of buffalo new york age 72 pearl young of buffalo new york age 77 ruth whitfield of buffalo new york age 86 i ask that we also pray for their families because they're going through a tough time now there's a lot of emotions flying around, a lot of anger flying around, especially in the black community. Uh, you know, I, I know how I felt days after. I tried to avoid doing that here. I will not use anger, but I know what we have to do. We have to stop some things. We have to look at certain organizations and groups in this country, and, and we have to decide that this is not the way America is going to go. This is not who America is. But we have to deal with who America is. You understand what I'm saying? I also would like to mention the people who were injured and pray for them as well. Zaire Goodman of Buffalo, New York, age 20. Zaire Goodman, sorry, of Buffalo, New York, age 20. Jennifer Warrington of Tanoa, Wanda, New York, age 50. Christopher Braden of Lakowana, New York, age 55. If I mispronounced those cities, I apologize. But let's please pray for these individuals. And I hope you all have a wonderful evening. Peace. You have been listening to Thought You're Awoke No Speed Limit Podcast.